Summer Falgiano, and you're tuned in to Badasses in Tech. We're here with tech badass Yvette Blayes, founder of the Dyslexia Collection. In this inspirational chat, Yvette breaks down what life with dyslexia is like and what she's done to make her learning differences work for her. Yvette's story is a true testament to perseverance and doing whatever you can to reach your dreams, even if that means paving your own path. Um, I'm starting to actually learn how to code, which is so much fun to me. Um, my mother's an engineer, so it's always, I've been in that kind of computer. She used to have a, uh, she was an entrepreneur for Dell. So I very much been around computers and softwares and programs for my whole life. So it's really interesting to kind of take that to the next level uh, with my um, company and which what I'm doing for the dyslexic community. And to kind of answer why I'm so involved in the dyslexia community, um, I am dyslexic. I am, um, I graduated high school with a special education. So the same degree that uh, someone with less capabilities as I have um, has the same uh, high school degree. Uh, it's lower than a GED. <laughs> uh, so I graduated high school without even knowing kind of how to read or comprehend uh, communication between people and reading, spelling, and math. Um, so I really, I always tell like my friends when they get so frustrated with me, I always tell them, I was like, I was born like seven years ago. Give me a break. <laughs> tell us a little bit more about that experience. Just for those of us who, who may not be as familiar or who may not even fully understand what it means. Can you uh, describe that a little bit to us? Describe dyslexia? Yeah. It is, it's a brain-based uh, reading comprehension. Um, it is something that is, it's, 100% genetic, but it's also can get developed through other issues. So um, over the um, over the course of time, you there's a, over a hundred other learning differences um, than just dyslexia. So I always like to describe dyslexia as a hub. You can have dysgraphia, math. You can have um, comprehension skills. You can have ADD with dyslexia. You can have ADHD and dyslexia, or you can just have dyslexia. Mm. Um, so it's a it's a brain based problem. It is something that it's not going to go away. <laughs> it is, it's what either you were born with or you could develop over an accident throughout, um, throughout your period of life. You just have to work at it. You really do. Um, it's, it's not, you have to understand what it is and really kind of be like, okay, this is what I'm struggling in. Mm -hmm. And this is how I'm going to, this is how I'm going to learn how to do this thing. It's not that we're smart. It's not that it's dumb. It's not superpowers. It's just another way of learning. Mm -hmm. um, the way we see things is completely different than the way someone that doesn't have dyslexia sees, sees things. I always describe it as um, being in a totally different world. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure you were, you were just describing a little bit about when you're talking with friends and how you joke about you were just, what, what did you say there? You were you're just born... I was just born seven years ago. And what do you mean when you say that? Uh, since I graduated in 2010, without even reading comprehension, um, really grasping the concept of reading and comprehending the world itself, mm -hmm. everything that leads like to cooking, to learning how to study, um, I did that on my own. 
Uh, so when I finally realized that this was dyslexia that I had, and I have ADD and ADHD on top of that, I'm on a red scale of all three. So when I finally realized that, I, and I love to learn, you know, I put myself mm -hmm. courses all day long. So when I realized that that was the issue of my disability or my differences, I kind of went, I went to Books A Million and I kind of figured out how to learn. I taught myself how to study my way instead of having everyone else kind of, this is how you should learn or this is how you should study. I had a notebook and since I didn't understand words very well, I would read a paragraph and then I would highlight or rewrite it in a notebook. And then I would highlight the words I didn't understand. And then I'll go to my laptop, look up the definition and highlight it and write it back on, write on, on the opposite of the page. Mm -hmm. um, it's actually what I've done even now. Um, I've learned how to, to learn on my own. So that's kind of why I meant was after, you know, I just learned seven years ago how to be me because, you know, you take someone that's out of high school and you put them as an adult. I don't, I, I didn't know how to comprehend that right. well. Yeah, and, and you're almost describing it as something that you didn't really realize until you maybe were a little bit older and more into your life. Correct. I, yeah. I always knew, I was always in special education classes. We, I was diagnosed when I was seven, or when I was in third grade. Um, so I was always aware, uh, this is how I graduated, was because I, I looked up the laws, my mother and I looked up laws on how mm. I could graduate high school. You were determined. And I was so determined to graduate high school because my sister and my mom didn't never walk. They graduated, but they didn't walk high school. So I was so determined. So mm -hmm. we figured out, I really knew what the educational system was. It's George um, Bush put out a lot, no child left behind. I knew they weren't able going to help me. No matter what they way. they weren't going to be able to teach me. Because yeah, I was you took it into your own hands. Correct. So I was like, Okay, since, you know, the No Child Left Behind law states that you, if you have tried everything in the system to help me and I still don't know, you have no choice but to pass me. Right. So I kind of figured that out and went through the processes on how to go about it without learning and taking any SATs, taking mm -hmm. any real uh, exams. So that's kind of how I got process and trying to figure out different ways to help yourself too. Right. Mm -hmm. So tell me a little more about what you're doing in, in law. Is that helping you with what you're doing with the foundation? Dyslexia is an educational problem. Right. No matter what you view it as, education here in America or anywhere, it's a little bit under, it's a little bit not up to date, not updated yet. Mm -hmm. So education is going to come into the law. There's politics involved. There's uh, dyslexia is a medical, is a brain problem. So it is a medical condition. It could be a medical condition. Um, so you have hospitals or, you know, clinics involved. So it is really, I am constantly reading up on different laws and constantly reading up on different um, new laws that are happening in the educational system, the funding behind it, who's, mm -hmm. who's behind the actual education um, you know, laws and what's going on, what's going to happen in the future. So I am constantly reading up on articles and, and things like that to help me really understand and the public to understand in a way mm -hmm. what's really going on and what's going to be the next future for kids with learning differences. 
It sounds like you've really taken on the responsibility of being the advocate and staying up to date and, and really helping the community better understand and, and better live with with dyslexia. I'm interested um, I'm interested in hearing your thoughts on you mentioned that you're you're coding and and that's really exciting to you. What else is technology doing in in this field and um, do you find that it's helping at all or, or are there things that are still needing to be done in that in that area? So anything we do, you know, in our generation, the next generation, you know, after us is going to help. You know, every every president is going to have his falls and disfalls. Every system is going to have a pros and cons, a yin and a yang. Mm-hmm. Um, with technology, it's is bringing a different light to kids with learning differences. Um, there's a couple of, I know a founder that, you know, started an app uh, to help read better to, you know, that side of the program. I know there's mm-hmm. also different pens out there that, you know, that help kids that aren't comprehension of the way the wording is on the paper mm. to help read it out loud. So there are ways in technology that are that are helping um, and that will continue to help because we wouldn't be able to do, we wouldn't be able to help that school, the schools if technology wasn't there. So I am a high believer on technology and that's why a lot of the programs and the software, the two programs that I'm working on, I'm always like some of, I see it in different other areas and I'm like, why can't we use it? (laughs) You know, why can't we use it on this side? So it's, um, it does, it does come in handy. And I'm really grateful that, you know, we're, the more technology comes out, the more that we're going to be able to help kids with learning differences really Mm -hmm. go through, uh, the school system without it being up to date for every child. Right. Right. Tell me a little more about the two programs that you're working on specifically. So I can't really tell you because we're still okay. copywriting it. <laughs> we're still copywriting it. I see. Um, so I can't get into too much of the details, but it is, I always, because I am dyslexic or, um, and I am under um, a nonprofit, I, I found myself, and I also have done, um, I've done pageants. So I've been modeling for a while in the as a public figure and helping yeah. different organizations and charities. So I've used that platform to really be that middle person to the public um, when it comes to dyslexia because yeah. dyslexia is an educational system. And sometimes people with that don't care about kids with learning differences. It you know I have atten- I get people's attention when they don't care because of my background. Um, my pageant titles. So it's nice to be that middle person. So that's kind of the background of my program is being the middle, the middle program for people that have dyslexia and really the public as Mm -hmm. well. Um, So that's kind of my program and my projects is being really the middle person for all parties. That's amazing. A, a huge, huge accomplishment, first of all. And, and like I said earlier, a, a great responsibility that you're taking on. So that's it's definitely, uh, it's definitely needed. Uh, it's, you know, beca- the nonprofit that I run under, it's the Dyslexia Foundation dot um, org. It is one of those. It's the research behind it. 
Mm. And I, I travel the world with these, with neuroscience and it's so fun to be around them. And, but it's, it's neuroscience, it's science. Right. And the communication between science and the public is not one to have, is, is a very rare um, thing to do. Right. So it's really fun to really translate what they are doing behind the doors of dyslexia or neuroscience to help kids with learning differences. And then me, you know, I, I walk in and I'm like, okay, how can we, you know, I was, we're, I'm in the middle of an email right now and I translate their, their paragraph to more of an understanding of the public yeah. understanding more of a fun, cool way to be interested in it. Right. And they try to like change it around a little bit. And I'm like, you know, I'm sitting there. I'm sitting trust there. Trust me, like, trust me. <laughs> you know, I'm like, mm, we should just tweak this word. And they're like, well, we right. need to have one of, I think it was like a with, it was W-I-T-H. Yeah, with mm-hmm. something. And I'm like, okay. They're like, because of this reason, I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll let you have it. Yeah, so it's it's a challenging uh, thing bringing science to the public in a fun, cool way, um, and that you know that's one of the uh, lines that I'm the collection line that I'm launching this year is for that. It's to kind of bring the science of, of dyslexia and learning differences together um, to the public, make it fun and cool and hip. Mm-hmm. What you you've mentioned a lot about the public. What is one thing that you wish the public knew about dyslexia or what is like a misconception that you feel like the public has about it? I think the understanding of how it really is a crisis. There are over 300 million people with learning differences with dyslexia. And I think that with dyslexia, if it is not is if it is not diagnosed properly at a young age, a child can be go into depression, can, you know, doesn't want to go to school. So what it leads them, they skip school. Hmm. They get into the wrong crowds. Uh, suicide risks are high. I checked myself into rehab at 19 years old. Um, and I saw... And it wasn't because of, it was just the mental state behind mm-hmm. it, self-awareness, self-care. You, you're not, it's a different world. So if you're living in one world, but you're in your head, it's another completely different world. Yeah. There's going to be lots of issues and everyone around you is telling you, no, you need to come to this world. But you mm-hmm. mentally, physically cannot because your brain does not work that way. If they're not, if they're not being held for that bridge to the, you know, the world that we all live in, right? What that child's alone, and there's so much that that child's we're losing this a child's potential. Um, and I think there's so much cases that way. You know, back in 2000s, uh, mm-hmm. the prison in Texas they did a study. Majority of their uh, prisoners were dyslexia. So it goes. You know, girls can be. You know, they their self aware, their self esteems and themselves. They can get sexually assaulted, they can get raped. There's so much that, that we're missing on a, a human's full potential. And I think it, so it goes, if they don't look at it for the, for a normal person, the public, if you don't look at it as like reading or, oh, they'll just learn on their own. 
we're talking about someone's like world, like their self-esteem yeah. world, you know, also they did a study on how dyslexia was part of mental health, you know, and a lot of us, the community was like, well, no, but yes, yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> no, we're not in that section, but we see why you say that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that's really my under, my, my true core behind why I'm doing what I'm doing is that I think that if people realize what it actually is, that it is a neuroscience problem, it is a reading problem. But if a child does not get help to read, mm-hmm. I mean, that's our world. You know, you read a gas station, you read ingredients, you read your friends and texting. It's everything. It's everything. Uh, you know, so I think that's my, the course, uh, you know, sad part about it it's is is that it really is it's not about the reading it's that if you don't understand the 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 rules of and grasp what reading actually is Mm -hmm. the root of it the root of it you you know that child that adult that becomes an adult Mm -hmm. and doesn't have that ground base what does that lead them yeah you mentioned and I'm thinking about I'm thinking about members in the dyslexic community who maybe are struggling and, and trying to pull themselves out of that rut. I'm also thinking about people out there just genuine, genuinely who are maybe hitting rock bottom in their own ways. What are some, what is your way? How were you able to pull yourself out of that? Um, I feel like those types of, these types of conversations are really important and I always love hearing how other people deal with challenges and and struggles so if you don't mind sharing that'd be I'm curious as well (laughs) yeah of course um well like I said I did check myself into rehab at 19 um the system the educational system did fail me and I really at the end of the day I think this comes from my mother um always said this what the problems that you have now will never be the problems that you have in 10 years Mm -hmm. and it, when I was going through a, a you know, a depression, a, a very suicidal stage in my life, in my head, on where do I go from here? Mm-hmm. Um, you just, you learn that it's a full-time job. And I always say this, you can put yourself in depression and you can put yourself out. It has to be a full-time job. You have to truly wake up every day and do it. And you have to be like, okay, if it's even, you know, when I was that one thing at a time, you know, yeah. that check, what do you want? I want to wake up. All right. Wake up. <laughs> you know, I want to be able to walk outside and, and feel like I am something. Okay. Get up from bed, walk outside, stand there for one second if you have to and breathe and think that you're alive and then go back to bed, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, do it it's a full-time job. And I think that when you look at it that way, where it's like, okay, one day at a time, I'm able to do this and I'm still alive. Um, and these are the goals that I really want. And this is who I want to be. You can truly do it, but you have to acknowledge it. You know, you have to realize that be like, okay, I have dyslexia, you know, like, okay, I, you know, I have a small short-term memory loss because of my ADHD and I, it really took, uh, took home for me. And I'm like, okay, I've accepted it. Let's, you know, let's move on. You know, once you acknowledge that, I think that, and you have to be so kind to yourself with 
what you were born with or what problems that you have if you were depressed or if you had any other issues. Um, you have to be okay with that for to in, internally. You have to. If not, it's as soon as you walk outside and see a friend or you're around a group of people or you're doing work or you're, you know, anything, you're going to break down again. Uh, so it's, it's it sounds like you've definitely come, come a long way. I mean, you're sitting here, you're leading these organizations. What do you think it's, what do you think is keeping you going? What do you think is, is it a habit that you have that you're able to, um, maintain and, and juggle all of these different things? What do you think is kind of keeping you so successful these days? Thank you. I, I love what I do. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those revenge. Um, yeah. One of the, one of that, like, I'm going to get you education system <laughs> kind <laughs> of feel in my core, you know, in that, you know, it's going to change. Definitely. Um, I've always loved to help people. Even when I was in elementary school, I always would do things and my, my family and friends would be like, what are you, oh, but they need help. You know, like I would always put, I would always put myself second. I never put myself first. I always put someone, so if someone needed me, I'm like, what, do, you know, call my girlfriends. No, they need me for anything. They can call me at five o'clock in the morning and I'm going to be right there. Like, even if I'm like sleeping and so upset, I would still, no matter what, I'm that person that you can call me at five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, what do you need? Um, I've always been like that. And I think that because I went through the system and I, and I constantly seen stories after stories after stories about what is the issue and it's the same issues that I went through. And to me, that's so like, it gets to me because I'm yeah. like, I went through that, you know, I, all these years. Yeah. I was 30 years old. That was 30 years ago. You know, that right. was you know, 20 something years ago. So I think that that's really the, the focus or for me. And I, I love to learn and I, I love to, I, you know, I don't want my story to go untold and not have someone learn from it and not some, I don't want someone to go down the same path that I went through. Mm-hmm. I don't suggest it to anyone. <laughs> I don't, I don't suggest what I did. I'm proud of it. I'm happy I did it. It yeah. really took a lot out of me, but I don't suggest it to anyone. If you can do it a different way, please do. Mm-hmm. Uh, do it a good, more positive and happier, you know, don't put yourself in that situation, please. Um, I think just because you can get yourself out, just don't do it, you know, kind of moment. So I think that's really what keeps kind of me going and trying to really make that push in the public for the dyslexia community, because it's, it's been around since 1877. Wow. That's a very long time for way too long. Yeah. A learning differences that is 300 million people that have it to not be up with like HIV or right. other issues, you know, like that's a huge issue. Um, Definitely. Especially when it's not going anywhere. There's no cure for it. There's no cure for it. So, you know, we're, we're here to stay. <laughs> I'd love to know what, what's next, Yvette? What's, what's going on um, after all of this? What can we look forward to to come from well, you? The Dyslexia Collection, uh, the collection line that I'm launching this year, hopefully with this lockdown that we have, I know. <laughs> right now, which is great because we have brands. So, which, you know, it's nice to tap into 
you know, what's, you know, women, small business women, uh, you know, funds and grants and meeting those type of women. So it's always, you know, taking the, the, the pros and cons to everything. Um, the really the collection line I'm really excited about because I've done, you know, with the pageantry and with fashion things like that. It's really one of my love things. Uh, I'm really excited to launch this. It's taken me a really long time and it's going to be organic fabric. Uh, so the designs, I've designed it, the logo, I've, you know, designed it. It's really taking me, I was going to launch it this year in February, mm -hmm. uh, but I decided not to, and I'm really happy I didn't. Uh, so that's, you know, this year is going to be uh, a lot of branding and marketing mm -hmm. and, and the collection that I'm launching. Um, I'm still learning a lot when it comes to software. Like I said, I put my tech pro, uh, project, I shut it down about a year and a half, two years ago, uh, to really dive into the real base of it mm -hmm. um, with technology coming up and everything that's coming up in technology. I want to make sure that when after the launch, that's really getting into the right hands when it comes to crowdfunding and it comes to what, you know, I have to use um, HIPAA law. I have to use a lot of medical terms. So it's really diving into the more of the medical field at that point. So that's going to be a lot to learn, uh, but I'm excited to launch that within the next two years when it comes to the software and program that I'll be working on. Thanks for listening to today's episode. To hear more, check out our website, badassesintech.com and join our community. We're also on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So follow us and tune in next week. That about sums it up. I'm Summer Falgiano, and this is Badasses in Tech.